Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. There are few things more cringe-inducing in the church in our time than the attempts by the Vatican to do the hip, cool thing the youths are doing these days. Some prime past examples of failed attempts to embrace what the kids are doing and want to do in the church that blew up in the faces of the hierarchy are, quite frankly, the Catholic Charismatic Movement, which was started by an actual heretic, you can go read up on him, who got his ideas from anti-Catholic heretics he knew in college. True story, folks, it's where it comes from. Another fine example is the use of literal pop music in the Mass, which was all the rage in the late 1960s and deep into the 1970s, most famously with the Elvis and John Denver Masses said in some places in the United States, and I'm sure foreign examples abound. After these terrible ideas didn't pan out, you'd think the authorities of Rome would figure out that new ideas and new things aren't a good idea for the timeless church to embrace. But no, because the Vatican is, is embracing some more new things, Francis has been warning us we should expect more. He got all this ready for that too again in a recent address, quotes of which were put up on Francis's Twitter account. At this recent address, Francis said that the church needs to be open to new things. Pope Leo XIII warned against the new things in his encyclical Rerum Novarum, and the underlying warning in that encyclical applies as much to spiritual innovations, if not more so, as it does to the economic innovations he warned against in that, not in that work. But here's what Francis said, quote, At times we find ourselves incapable of recognizing the newness of the Lord, with the presumption that we already know so much about him. Hashtag Advent, then, is the season to overturn our perspective, to allow ourselves to marvel at the greatness of God's mercy. End quote. The next day he completed the thought with this, quote, The time is right to evaluate ourselves, to learn, to grow, to allow ourselves to be transformed, both as individuals and as communities. This is a privileged moment to prepare ourselves for the day of the Lord. End quote. Pretty vapid stuff, honestly but you should get nervous when Francis uses words like newness or renewal. It's often followed up by some pretty terrible advice or expression of some new bad idea of his that we're all expected to just blindly obey him, even if his ideas tend to run in the direction of evil more often than not. But sometimes those ideas are just banal. They're just boring, mundane stuff of the world, though that often makes it the handmaid of evil at the very least. Case in point. What he did here is not necessarily evil, but it's uh, pretty. But it can work towards that. Headline from Vatican News: Vatican hosts digital synod Christmas celebration for Catholic influencers. Young evangelizers meet online to pray and reflect about a rapidly approaching Christmas as part of a digital synod hosted by the Castry for Communication. If you're relatively new to the coverage of the crisis in the church, first in the present crisis in the church. It, the truth of the matter is, what we see going on now goes well beyond Francis being an awful, alleged pope. His predecessors didn't help matters either. But second, Vatican News is the official news arm of the Vatican. Think the BBC, or NPR, or Pravda, and you get the idea. And yes, I threw Pravda in there to make the point that Vatican News is overseen and thus controlled by bishops who won't let anything that deviates from or is critical of the party line get published. This may as well be called Francis News, though I do tend to think that America Magazine is more deserving of that title than Vatican News is. The Vatican hosted a seminar for Catholic digital evangelizers. That's a fancy way of saying YouTubers and podcasters. By the way, Rome, I never received my invitation to that. 
must have gotten lost in the mail, I guess. But if not, next year, remember to invite me to one of these because I'd love to attend. My mailing address is available in the description box, and I promise you any invitation I receive will be taken with the seriousness that a Vatican invitation deserves. Now, at that moment of self-aggrandizing self-promotion is out of the way, I don't recognize any of the folks that they're talking about here in this article. They have a picture of I don't know who any of them are, and I'm sure they're all fine young Catholics. It's the digital synod I worry about more than anything else. From the article, quote, The initiative, The Church Listens to You, took place on Saturday, the 17th of December, inviting digital evangelizers and hundreds of young people from five different continents who met online through Zoom. It's an electronic world day of youth, basically. The meeting organized by the Vatican's Dicastery for Communication opened with Monsignor Lucio Adrian Ruiz, secretary of the Dicastery, explaining... These meetings are born out of synodal listening, where so many of you have expressed the need to be able to experience the universal church as well, to enrich the life of your communities and your own personal lives. Tony Monsignor Ruiz were Archbishop Reno Fisichella from the Dicastery for Evangelization, who was also in charge of the preparation of the, year, the Holy Year in 2025, and Dr. Paolo Ruffini, Prefect of the Dicastery for Communication. The event was translated into English, French, Portuguese, and Italian. The events saw the young people gather as a praying community to wait together for Christmas and, according to the program, to continue preparing for welcoming the child who comes to save us. In his introductory message, Monsignor Ruiz clarified that the digital continent presents itself as that space where there are so many men and women who are looking for a reason to live. There are so many who do not know Jesus. It is a place where truth and goodness are often hard to find. And so we must bring Jesus with our witness, with our words, sowing hope, and as on the road to Emmaus, making the Lord present, explaining the scriptures to them in their own language so that they can understand them, so that they can come to recognize him and rejoice in the breaking of the bread. With the wish of a Merry Christmas that comes in a dark time, in a confusing time, said Dr. Ruffini, who claimed the challenge of communicators to remember the Christmas that has already arrived. In a time that is not ours, but that then as now has changed and is changing history, we are invited not to be afraid because God truly became man, and therefore also a child. He concluded by stating that they shared an event that transcends us and therefore pierces the darkness. It dissolves the idolatrous risk of self-reference and builds communion through communication. Communion is the Christian word to communicate the Christmas that has come and is yet to come, and to announce the certainty of the light beyond the darkness, of the resurrection beyond death, he affirmed. End quote. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I'll be the first to tell you. But this isn't like has anything to do with the Synod on Synodality, by the way. Yes, the Vatican should be concerned about evangelizing digital spaces, but when they invoke evangelization, it often means dialogue and accompaniment with those who don't share our faith. And it rarely, if ever, means actually working and praying for the voluntary conversion of non-believers to the only faith that saves. Now, why not? Because I don't think any of these people actually believe in the dogma, extra ecclesium nulla salis, the dogma, yes, it's a dogma, that says outside the church, there is no salvation. If you don't believe that dogma, you're not a Catholic. They redefined what the church is to the point that pretty much everyone except the worst figures in history have a foot in the church, rather convenient to them, by the way, which means they have a reasonable hope that they are saved as well, because they also preach that, dare we hope that all men are saved. 
That's how it works in the Synodal Church of the New Advent. The glaring thing here is that these young influencers were not asked about anything to do with the synod on synodality. The more controversial aspects of the synod, especially specifically the near universal call from every country in the world, it seems like, to open the sacrament of holy orders to women, changing the church's teaching on the James Martin sin that James Martin has an unhealthy interest in for a priest, which is why I call it that, as well as a whole host of other heterodox issues. The synod has been a dumpster fire of heresy. And honestly, if I was one of these influencers, I'd probably have some serious questions about those issues, especially if I had passed their vetting to get allowed on with two cardinals in an official Vatican podcast episode. You only get opportunities like that if you have the right opinion. And every one of those influencers have to have had the right opinions for Francis's Vatican, even if they didn't address the hard issues causing the synod to be controversial in the eyes of most Catholics who are paying attention which honestly isn't that many. I mean, honestly, how many people do you know who are paying that much attention? Most Catholics are at best only vaguely aware that the church is having some kind of long meeting right now that seems to be taking years to accomplish. That's about all they know. That's the sad truth about the synod, but that's where you come in. Talk to your friends and people at the, your parish about the synod and get them to pray for an outcome that, to this evil event that isn't itself evil. Look, I know that's a big ask, but remember, prayer is our most potent tool in our arsenal to combat the demonic forces in the world that have found their way into the church. Some demons can only be cast out with prayer and fasting, and I know, right after the start of the Christmas liturgical season, it's a little weird to hear about fasting against evil, but here we are. Let's not shy away from talking about evil forces in the church and opposing them at every turn. But I'm curious what you thought about this, so... Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps enormously as well. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.